five inches of beauty. All right, welcome back to your weekly installment of Hammer the Over, brought to you by Model 284. I'm Fred West. With me, as always, Evan Drone. Evan, how we doing? Doing well, Fred. Here we are again. What is this, episode seven? I believe it's episode seven. Middle of September here. Yeah. Um, I think a couple weeks ago we were talking, it was like full-fledged fall. Mm-hmm. We were buying in, putting, yep. the, putting the jeans on. I'm, I'm sweating right now. Yeah, it was, a, uh, it was a hot weekend, too. Real hot. It's supposed to get up to 90 on Friday, I think. Yeah, I'm kind of sick of it. So it's just Yeah, I'm over it. I'm so I'm over, over it. it. Getting off the bus after work, just sweating like crazy. You know, the worst part about it is it'll trick you in the morning. Oh, so yeah. So I, I got tricked into a flannel on uh, on Monday and Tuesday, and, and I don't have AC in my car, so I was sweating bullets on the way home. Yeah, it's, I mean, that's I guess that's standard Minnesota fall. You wake up in the... The morning and it's freezing. You yeah. put a jacket on. By the time you're leaving work or leaving class, you're already put t-shirt and shorts. It's Midsummer, just, it's tough. I know what they say. You don't like the weather. Wait five minutes. <laughs> Actually, you know something that I was thinking about um, last night. So it was pouring rain last night, right, middle of the night. And this happens to me all the time when it's pouring rain in the middle of the night. I and I don't think it's been like an applicable fear of mine since maybe I was twelve. But like I always wake up. Yeah, in the middle of the night when it's raining, and I have like a minor panic attack that I've left like, like a a baseball mitt or like a soccer ball oh. outside in the rain, and it's from like childhood when that would happen. Oh yeah, and you'd like freak out. I was like, oh no, what did I, what did I leave outside? Like, what there. what is mom gonna get pissed about? Like getting wet, and it still happens. Like I live in an apartment, I have no yard. I, I don't even have hey, any never, balls. Never to let leave go out of there. the kid inside here. And I still like my initial reaction when it's raining outside is. Oh no! What did I leave in the yard outside? What's sitting out there right now? Yeah, peek your head out the window. Yeah, wake up. Yeah. You say, oh, I got bought the mid. That's right. I'm an Thank adult God. now. I brought, yeah, that's right. I don't have a yard. <laughs> um, but yeah, just a little insight into maybe my psychology. A little scary. Yeah. yeah, just a giant kid. But uh, yeah, another week two of the NFL. Um, first color rush of the year. Yeah. Um, so we might as well start there. Let's get into the NFL recap. Color Rush, and in true Color Rush fashion, it was a terrible game. Yeah, Thursday night football's back, yep. and it's it's as bad as ever. As bad as ever, and it's it's gorgeous. And like an idiot, I got sucked into to putting some money on it. And like an idiot, I I lost because that I think no matter what happens, everyone loses when they do that on Thursday yep. night. Uh, and you definitely lose if you invest like an entire night into watching it. But I, I kind of like the jerseys though. I thought both teams actually look pretty good. Mm, yeah, Bengals and you white. like those all blue. I was cool with the blues. I like the blues. I was kind of hoping they'd be all red. Oh, well, I was hoping we'd see some orange out of the Bengals. But yeah, I mean, that's you know what would be great is if they had been like orange and and like bright orange and bright red, and you could barely tell the difference. Yeah, it'd be like the eclipse all over again. You exactly. got to wear special glasses to watch the game. I wouldn't. Right? I'd be in on that. <laughs> Let's try it. I, mean, I would be all in on that. Spice up on color rush Thursday being like like barely different colors. Yeah. That'd be insane. I mean, I'd love that. Think, think the of mayhem. picks Dalton would throw. Oh, I don't even know if it's possible for him to throw picks. But, yeah, the Texans won 13-9. Uh, Bengals still no touchdowns this year. Nothing. Oh, coordinator's gone now. Who's next? That's the I don't know. I, the thing is, like, I didn't – wasn't it just, like, a, two years ago that we kind of thought Dalton was a good quarterback? Yeah, I think he, he was, like, like, MVP talk. Got him in the playoffs. We were, like, kind of, like, in on him. I Yeah, I've always liked Dalton. I mean, he's always been a, a solid, like, backup quarterback in fantasy football. Right. Know? Yeah, you can spot him in there for like a weekend age. and that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, and then you had Deshaun Watson running for, like, a 45-yard touchdown in yeah. the first half. That's about 
all the action we got. That was literally all the action. Oh, and like that, uh, and J.J. Watt just exploding through that scene. Yeah, Did you see that? <laughs> at the very yeah. end, too. Um, yeah, he's a force. But, yeah, Thursday Night Football's back. Good to have him back. Love it. Um, speaking of back, Patriots appear to be back. Uh, took care of the Saints, 36-20. Uh, wasn't even really that close. Barely, barely hit the over there. Got Oof. the over, though. Um, bra- oh, after, like, an explosion of points in the first half. Yeah, and then, then just simmered sweat down. Sweat through it. Yep. Um, Brady, 447 yards, most yards by a quarterback over 40 ever. Wow. One more yard than Brett Favre in 2010. He, 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 you knew he needed that extra yard. He was yeah. going for it. Oh, yeah. Like, right. The biggest mortal lock of the century oh, is that he was going to get that one more yard. Uh, but, yeah, Patriots are back. Saints, uh, tough go on defense. I think it could be a long year for the Saints. It's looking like it. Looking real ugly in, uh, in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the Titans, 37. Jaguars, 16. This game was 6-3 to three at half. Yeah, and thirty-seven to sixteen. That's uh, when you're like thinking about just not watching football. If that's yeah. the only game you got going. Start flipping channels. You're just like, wait, is there is there other TV on Sundays? Yeah, let's find out. It's like see if there's a Harry Potter weekend. <laughs> um, but yeah, Derrick Henry looks like he took most of the carries um, instead of Demarco Murray, which is a hit to my fantasy team. Um, and the Titans get back on track. Jaguars look like the Jaguars again. Yep. All is right with the world. Uh, Ravens twenty-four, Browns ten. Deshaun Kaiser throws three picks. Ravens improved to two and zero. Browns in a very familiar zero and two spot. Yeah, nothing new here. Uh, yeah, nothing Ravens two and zero. They got Steelers this weekend, I think. So that's going to be. A uh, Ravens real are test. actually uh, in uh, London. Oh yeah, they're you're right. The Jaguars. The Jaguars. Yeah, so they're going to be three and zero. Yeah, they've got that three. They've yeah, got that right. like eight thirty game where you like forget and then you turn it on. And you're like, oh wait, it's like awesome, but then you're just like, wait, uh, why am I watching this again? Yeah. And it's all it's guaranteed to be a terrible game. That's a game you're probably going to want to hammer that under. On. Yeah, it's kind of like a little addition to Thursday night. It's, it's kind of a a brutal game. To it's watch. yeah, it's an extension of Thursday night, um, and it's also like it, they went into a place that football isn't played, and so they kind of all forgot how to play football. Right. You're not in the states, so you don't have that same kind of uh, chemistry, probably. Um, Panthers nine, Bills three. Panthers are two and zero after like not looking that great. Uh, Bills have a shot at the end of the game to win this game. Um, I don't know. I'm still not sold on the the Carolina Panthers. No, me either. Niners and. Bills first two games two and all that doesn't yeah. say a whole lot. Although Julius Peppers did say, and he's been in the league, I'm pretty sure for 35 years, that this is the best defense he's been on. Wow, that's saying a lot coming off the Packers last year. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. Steelers 26, Vikings nine. We'll get a little bit further into this one, but this was about what you'd expect with yeah. Case Keenum playing yep. the Steelers. Yeah, I mean we'll take it. We'll, we'll dive into it later. Uh, Chiefs 27, Eagles 20. Uh, Eagles actually uh, recovered that onside kick yeah. and Hail Mary to tie this thing up. Um, this was, uh, I don't know, it wasn't that unexpected, but I kind of rode the Eagles. I've been high on the Eagles. Yeah, you're, um, you're digging the Eagles. I'm not done with them. I think the Chiefs are a really good team, and they, they competed, and Wentz looked decent on the road, uh, which is was an issue for him last year. Kareem Hunt scored two more touchdowns, um, looking like the real deal for the Chiefs. And uh, Chiefs, one of those AFC West teams that look pretty darn good. Yeah, that AFC West is stacked. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm with you. I think the Eagles are actually a team that will contend in their division. Yeah, and if you look at um, what the Giants and, and Cowboys did this week, yeah. it makes the Eagles' loss to the uh, Chiefs look a little bit yeah, lessens the blow a little 2-0, bit. 2-0, pretty good Chiefs team. Uh, Buccaneers, 29, Bears, 7. In another game that I was just way off on. And the Bears are officially bad again. The Bears are back. Week one. They're back, yeah. The Bears are the Bears back. Bears we, we all love and know, they're back. It was weird to me, and I don't know, you can agree or disagree 
the because I as a Vikings fan, like I I never like I don't like the Bears, but I never like hated the Bears. Like I hated the Packers. Right. right? It's it's different. And they I, they were those years where they were like good, but I've never actually thought the Bears were good. Yeah, they've never felt like an actually scary threat like yeah. the Packers, obviously. And they've like made it to the Super Bowl in our lifetime. Like they were like not that long ago. Yeah. But I just have never like been like, and it's like the Bears, whatever. Yeah, it's just the Bears, which is fine. Let's keep it like that. Yeah, I don't hate it. Uh, Cardinals 16, Colts 13 in overtime. Um, what a this was a disgusting game. Uh, and it, I, like that first week where the Cardinals looked so bad against the Lions, like it's starting to feel like that might just be the way it is for them this year. Yeah. Is and it? the Colts as well. I mean, what are you going to do? Yeah, I think we're going to get into this more, but there's some, there's some bad football. There are some bad teams in the NFL right now. There are, you know, what's it, they, they happens a lot though, and I think a lot of it has to do with just like the way this game, like it's such a passing league that if you don't have a quarterback, like what are you going to do? Yeah, Carson's got to. There's like start thinking about he's probably throwing in the what's, towel what's next year. Like what? Probably like what? Kind of, what kind of broadcasting job can I get? I think after he can, this, he, he could probably nab like a Sunday countdown kind yeah, of. Yeah, I, I can totally see him as a a TV guy. He mm-hmm. can he could fit right in that picture. Oh, for sure. Um, Dolphins 19, Chargers 17 in back-to-back weeks. This coup character for the yeah. char- the poor Chargers uh, has either missed a game-tying or a game-winning field goal. Uh, the char- this is just like again, this is just homeostasis for the homeostasis for the, the Chargers. It's just like where they belong. Yeah, where where is this kicker from again? Do we know? I have no idea. Uh, this is going to be like a Tsuyoshi Nishioka situation <laughs> where. Nishioka comes in, plays shortstop for the Twins for like half a season, and then just begs them to buy him out so he can go back can to I just go home? Japan. Yeah. So I don't can know. I, can I just go home now? It's like what the Chargers do, though, is they like get close in these games, and even games games that they should be in, games that they shouldn't be in, it's always going to come down to the end. And it, it, they're like, I think I heard a stat that they were they're like two and eight in their last ten games decided by a field goal or less. Or a touchdown or less or something. Like, they, they're just awful in close games. Just can't close out. Uh, Chargers can't close. Um, Raiders, 45. Jets, 20. Again, that AFC um, West. Yeah. Looking just up. Jack Marchand did some dance move or something. That was and, fantastic. And, like, you see the like, Jets players getting all, like, upset about yeah. it. It's like, you're the Jets. Like, Come on. Know, know your role. It, I'm so glad Marchand's back. Yeah. The league, league is better with Marchand. It is. For sure. Derek Carr, three touchdowns, all of them to Michael Crabtree. Uh, bumped to Fred earlier, for like four weeks ago, when we did the fantasy preview. Yeah, all on that Michael Crabtree train. Yeah, and he buried me in fantasy this week. So um, thanks. Broncos forty-two, Cowboys seventeen. Uh, Dak had like four yards yeah. or something ridiculous. Uh, well, no, Zeke had like what, oh yeah, Zeke like had like four yards, or eight yards or something. Yeah, and then. Uh, Jerry threw a couple yeah. picks, I think. Jason Garrett like threw Dak under the bus after the game. Yeah. Kind of just like Dak kind of sucked. Yeah. I mean, well, classic. Gotta yeah. blame someone. Yeah, and Simeon had four touchdowns. Yeah, looking pretty good. John is he, uh, Elway-esque. Yeah, is he? I mean, if he's clicking and that offense is going, this is a legit team. Mm-hmm. Uh, Redskins 27, Rams 20 in a game that, I, I don't know, did anyone even I, know was I on? I didn't know they played. Yeah. So, so we'll just move along. Yep. Uh, Seahawks 12, Niners 9. Is it time to worry about Russell yeah. Wilson and the Seahawks? I like, they he, won the game. They scraped it out against the Niners, but it was at home. He might die in the pocket this year. Yeah. Like that offensive line. That's, that's kind of been their M.O., though, for a while. Yeah. He's just been able to, like, Just escape. scrambles yeah. and make some ridiculous throws on the run, and I guess see how long that lasts. Yeah, I don't know. I've got, like, that – um, NFC West, as good as the AFC West has been in the first two weeks, it's as bad as the 
NFC West. Yeah. It's like, can they like make some sort of swap and like put some teams in different yeah realign the divisions divisions, and just try to get this a little more interesting. Uh, We got Falcons thirty four, Packers twenty three on Sunday Night Football. Uh, Falcons continue to be dominant at home. Yeah. And this game continues to just hammer the over. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I think we get another one in Green Bay. No, I don't know if they play again. I don't think they would. But I don't think so. I think so. this is a, a very likely or potential NFC championship. Yeah, I think a lot of people feel that way. Although not if the Lions have anything to say about it. Yeah. 24-10 over the Giants. Stafford. But, uh, yeah, Odell, first game back. Offense for the Giants is still non-existent. And uh, the Lions are probably the surprise team in the league right now at 2-0. Yeah, I'd say so. Um, so, yeah, it does it for the uh, the Week 2 roundup. We'll yeah. uh, get to next week's predictions after our interview. Um, some other NFL news. Uh, yeah, had RG3 and Santana Moss battling each other this week. A little, uh, little social media beef going on. Yeah, Santana Moss calling out RG3 out of the clouds for absolutely no reason. <laughs> and like five years after the fact. Yeah. And saying that uh, RG3 basically danced on Shanahan's grave after he got fired. What compelled Santana Moss to, like, yeah, like you said, out of clouds. Where'd this come from? No Why'd idea. Why'd you think of it? Is he just trying to be relevant again himself? Because I think RG3 hasn't been in the news in a while. Absolutely no idea. And even if, like, RG3 did, like, openly celebrate the firing of Shane, yeah. like, it's not, I honestly, he had some merit behind it. Like, yeah. the guy kept setting him out when he had, like, deal. 17 torn ACLs, <laughs> and everyone had to watch him, like, tear his ACL on national television. Yeah, literally just keep going and destroying his body. And destroy his career, because he had that phenomenal rookie season. Yeah toward all of his knee and then uh never was the same so and what was to gain out of this i don't i have no idea i want to i want to hear santana moss side of this like why are you even thinking about this he probably just had like one too many wobbly pops on sunday had to to, to fire something off on the twitter account yeah um wrapping up the nfl talk we're gonna we're gonna each do three bold predictions yeah it's uh one halfway through the first quarter of um the NFL season. Yeah, I mean, so we're not the math guys, but I think I, that's an eighth of the way through. Um, yeah, we'll we'll check with Mark on that, but I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. eighth of the way through, and so now it's time to start over overreacting. Yeah, you got to start thinking make playoffs. Some, here. Make some bold predictions on. on <clears throat> I mean, let's we might as well just write some teams off. Yeah, uh, I'll, I mean, I'll start some, us off. Like we said, there's some awful teams, but yeah, what do you got? Uh, so first one is that three AFC West teams are going to be in the playoffs. You have the Broncos, Chiefs, and Raiders all in the playoffs out of the, out of the AFC. Yeah, well, I think they're all what two and zero right now. All two and zero. That division is stacked up. Mm-hmm. So I, I can't really disagree with you. I mean, that's what's going to happen. I, I can't think, think of anyone like what the AFC South has has like no one. Um, yeah. Let's see. Yeah, AFC East. I mean, yeah. The only Patriots thing that there. the only thing that that uh, kind of nixes is one of Baltimore or Pittsburgh isn't isn't making the playoffs in my. I don't. Yeah, I think. I mean, Baltimore's two and zero. I don't think they're that real of a team right now. Mm-hmm. I think they've had a pretty nice first. Well, with Jacksonville this weekend, nice first three games on their schedule. But um, I think Pittsburgh's a lock. You get New England out of the East, and then. Out of the South, Tennessee, probably Tennessee, Jacksonville, Houston. But yeah, I mean, I'm looking at the AFC right now, and there are some awful teams right here. Yeah, like Cleveland, Cincinnati, Jets, Colts, Chargers, all 0 and 2. Bills are 1 and 1, but they're a bad team. Yeah, I, I like it. That's bold. I like it. You like it? You yeah. got one for me? Yeah, I got one for you. Um, I don't know where, but I think we see Tony Romo on the field. 
Tony Romo's on the field. I like it. He's he's coming back. So I mean, all this everybody's freaking out about him calling games, calling shots. Which you know he's a quarterback. You, mm-hmm. you see a lot of plays. You see a lot of teams. Um, some teams going to get desperate. There's a lot of bad quarterbacks starting in the NFL right now. There's a bunch, and I think we see a borderline playoff team get Tony Romo back on the field. You think that Tony Romo goes back to anyone but like if Dallas like if Dak gets hurt. That's, I think they like Jerry tries to get Tony back, mm-hmm. but do you think, I think he, they're texting already? Do you think that he goes he goes back to just any team? I don't think he really cares that much. I think he's kind of digging his gig. Yeah, I mean he's probably having also fun this is right the now. most like that Tony Romo's been ever. Yeah, he's true. trying to be he's loving as that. high as he's ever been. So yeah. I don't know. Maybe you're right. Maybe he just sticks with what apparently is working for him. I would love to see him back on the. Field, I would though. too. I think it, like I think that'd be such an awesome story. I mean, it'd suck for. Um, uh, why am I blanking Dak? But yeah, I think he's already texting Jerry Jones. This is already in the works. I wouldn't hate it. Um, my next one is I've got the Browns finishing above the Bengals in the AFC North. Yeah. I don't think that's actually that bold, but it's just because it's the Browns. Yeah, I mean, they're both on two. I don't know what is happening in, in Cincy right now. It's right. an absolute mess. Like, Cincy's a veteran team with some some like pieces that have been you know players in the past aj green dalton i mean they still have hill defenses are looks right. like mixon's kind of a stud yeah um defense is decent so like you would think they'd be able to to put it together but i don't know i like i kind of like where the browns are sitting yeah i mean i would i would have found that as bold i like it though i like it um all right next one for me i think dallas misses the playoffs this year i agree actually i think that the I, well, I said at the beginning of the year, I think Eagles are in. Yeah. And I wouldn't be, like, entirely surprised if they were the only team out of the East. Right. Yeah, I don't think that East is that strong, but I don't think that the I don't think the Cowboys are coming out. It's going to be Philly or Washington, I think. I, I'd also be so down with that. I, like, I, yeah. I don't, I've never that. really liked Zeke in general. It's, like, mm-hmm. his fat, stupid face that bothers me. You know, like, I, yeah, I just, you feel like he just, just feels so entitled, Doug. And he just everything. looks so dumb. You know, it's like, like Ewok. I, like, at least trick me with how dumb you are. Like, look smarter. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, I can I, I can side with Dak. I like Dak. He seems like a little more humble, likable guy. But mm-hmm. I'm with you on Zeke. Get him out of here. Get him out. All right, my next one is that Adrian Peterson either gets cut or traded before the end of the year. Wow. Yeah, I think that's happening. I don't think sure. there's I, – I don't know what the whole plan was, but it appears that there was really no plan for Adrian Peterson in the offense. Like, I, I don't know, like – what the management in New Orleans and or Sean Payton like thought they would use him as, or like thought if he'd just be fine with being like a goal line back, but like they clearly don't really need him in their offense. So then, does he end up with another team and actually be that feature back? Potentially, it was someone like uh, Arizona yep. or New York uh, Giants. Even, yeah, Giants, maybe Seattle too. Maybe even yeah, Seattle seems I mean, their little, offensive line is I mean, awful, but I yeah. Mean, um, but yeah, I could see him hopping on with a different team. I just don't think he finishes the year with New Orleans. Yeah, what a disaster. I think I heard something on the radio about Sean Payton telling him, we never guaranteed you mm-hmm. being the lead guy here. And it's like, I, I don't know what kind of discussions went down when they right, but like negotiated if you, like this contract. If you, but you, if you know Adrian Peterson at all or have heard any stories about it, like he's still like that was the whole reason – that it didn't work out at the end of his stint in Minnesota. So yep. He still wanted to be like an like feature back, carry the ball thirty times a game, and there was no no use for him. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think AP is going to be the kind of guy that's ever going to accept anything less than that. Oh, absolutely. You know, he's Which, like uh, Herschel Walker, who still thinks that he can like actually play <laughs> in at the NFL. He's still showing up at uh, at tryouts every year. Yeah. 
Uh, you got any more? Yeah, last one here. Um, Denver wins the AFC. Oh, and is in the Super Bowl? Denver, uh, they're in, in the, the Super, Super Bowl. Bowl. I'm not saying they win Super Bowl, yeah. but I think they win the AFC beat presumably the Patriots to get. Um, wow, I like yeah, that. Yeah, that's, I think that's long term too. Very long term. Uh, that is a bold prediction right there. I think um, it is. I think you're you're assuming quite a bit out of our our boy Trevor Simeon after exposing the Cowboys last week. Simeon throws four TDs. Their te- is clicking. Defense is legit. Defense is legit. Um, yeah, don't be I like shocked. It. Don't be shocked. I definitely won't be. Um, but that'll uh, conclude it for the NFL recap. We'll hit next week's games after the interview. Um, some NBA news, some sideline news in the NBA. Uh, Kevin Durant had himself uh, like a week and a half here. So he releases his his new line of shoes, which basically have like all of – all of is a one shoe has all of like the negative things that anyone said about him. It's like in the in the background on the shoes, you can see just a bunch of yeah, like trader, like soft, yeah, like nicknames, things like Rick that, tra- like, like ring chasing, can't beat him, join him, bandwagon, cheater, loser, love it, yeah. And then it's got his his world champs, their record, and then like his stats in all of the final games, yeah, finals MVP. I it's so petty. I almost like it. Yeah, it, I don't know. I, I like KD a lot, but I never was a huge KD fan. No, see, I've always liked KD. I don't know. He just like he doesn't look good. I like when I, I don't care as much about the NBA, so like he like <laughs> looks kind of I don't know awkward. Yeah, um, like pretty long and lanky. And then in so, like sort of related to this whole thing, where he's got this real issue with people not liking him he accidentally responds to someone bashing him on on twitter right. as his himself clearly thinking he was in a different account right Which, says says basically katie what did you want him to do stick around in uh okc he had no help except for rust he's like yeah. billy donovan talking third person here yeah katie knew up. like billy donovan wasn't a good coach like there was nowhere to look at the team look at the other players on that team like he had no one to work with right so that i mean he's got a few burner accounts lined up how many into and respond i I, that's the real question and i guess he thought because he came out and said like it was it was petty of me and childish of me to like use my old coach's name so he must have been talking about him bashing billy Donovan. yeah right but like the real question is how many burner accounts does he have? Yeah, I don't know. And it, it's like, what are you doing waste your time doing this? I mean, I get it. Maybe he's just got an issue. It's something about him. He just can't handle people ripping his yeah. choices. But it's like, if you're seriously going to go sign with the best team in the NBA mm-hmm. and you're arguably a top three player in the league, you got to expect this. Mm-hmm. You can't You can't respond like this. I don't know. What's interesting is I actually think this is like – it's a very – I think it's a very unique thing that that happened based off of like how social media works like right now because KD is someone who like is it's like the first time where social media is like as encompassing as it is like everything gets blown up everything gets microscoped and stuff and eventually I feel like players are probably going to have like just learn to deal with it and ignore it better yeah. but like right now it's like kind of new and kind of like this kinda is fresh. sort of foreign yeah and like you can talk back to people, you can create like fake fake accounts, and <laughs> it, it's a possibility that maybe like nobody explored prior to this. Yeah, he's opening he's opening the gates for some other guys. Yeah, it's probably like pretty therapeutic to be able to yeah. just rip random people on the internet. 
Yeah, and it seems like he's being pretty polite and respectful and, like, laying out the reasons, but... Do you think he actually has, like, the intention of convincing people that Katie was... Like, he goes into this thing saying, like, if I lay the facts out, I'll convince people that I was, I'm right? Well, that's the thing is no matter what you say, you're not going to change their mind. No, that's the point of Twitter. So it's, it's, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, you are not going to change anybody's mind. So it's basically just you getting that reassurance that you got your word out and... I don't know. I, the fact that Kevin Durant is a Twitter troll is mind-boggling. It really – it actually is. Like, you are one of the best players in the NBA. One of, the, like, the most time. successful, wealthy athletes currently. And you're wasting your time on fake accounts responding to people that have, like, mildly mean things to say about you. Yep. And I still think it's dumb that people are going back to the Kevin Durant argument. Like, I don't care anymore. Like, he won the championship. It's over. <laughs> Yeah, like he win, he back. wins the argument. Right, he wins the championship. He wins the argument, and he's still going. How long has he been doing this? Could be months. Who knows? Could be years. <laughs> Maybe he was doing this in OKC too. I don't know. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah. Awesome to think about. Other kind of drama, NBA news. Kyrie Irving goes on first take and gives like just like the most like I don't know how to put it like cold answers to Stephen A. Smith, basically just being like, "No, I didn't tell LeBron." Didn't think I had to. Um, basically, Stephen A. asked him if he thinks he can win a championship without LeBron. He says yes. It was like all, all very short, like very, yeah. very. He, you can tell like that relationship wasn't wasn't super warm and fuzzy yeah. with him and LeBron. I don't know. We talked about this before. I'm telling yeah. you, there's something in the background going on here. You can LeBron's never be sure. Him. But no, yeah, it, it was interesting. I mean, good for Kyrie. He's doing he's doing his thing. I don't think he necessarily owed it to LeBron. I don't know what kind of relationship they had, but um, yeah, he's he's a grown man now. Yeah, I, I just thought of him as like the little little yeah, child that grew up and flew off, yeah, flew away from the nest, hung out with LeBron, and yeah, I, I don't know. Like you kind of got the sense that he basically was like, what, like LeBron wouldn't do the same to me. So like, why would I? do that offer him the same respect yeah on the one hand i, I love that he's spiting lebron on the other hand I, I mean like a text message wouldn't have been the worst thing in the world like hey yeah. i'm jumping ship and who knows maybe, maybe there was something maybe there was and he just wants to play it off um mlb talk postseason race heating up um and this this is interesting there were the most home runs this year than any year in in the major leagues and i got broken last night Including, like, throughout all the steroid era. The previous record was from, like, 2000. Um, thoughts? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's a trend of the game. And it's it's not like... But it wasn't that, for a while. It's not, yeah, it's not top-heavy either. It's just that, you know, I mean, Stanton's chasing 60 right now. He'd be the first guy to hit 60 in, I don't know, however long. Yeah, like, when Bonds, um, since Bonds broke the record. Yeah, but it's just a lot of, a lot of guys are hitting homers. Like throughout the league, I so mean, you think that's just a product of like like the average player is just better now? Ah, uh, I don't I don't even know if the better is the right term. More it's powerful. Also, yeah, right. The other thing is that guys are striking out at absolutely insane rates. Like so you, Aaron Judge is coming up on two hundred strikeouts, but he's hit forty five bombs. So it could be just a change in approach at the play. Like guys are, I guess there's maybe more, more value on guys going deep, being hit or miss. You know, it's like maybe they're average. walking back to the bench or they're trotting around the bases that's something, this is something we can bring up with our interview yeah um but yeah it could be i mean i guess i didn't think about that it could be like a advanced statistic thing too or people that's where, where the value is on like yeah. the power i don't know it's I really an interesting don't. thing because i know like at least 
I think the general consensus was that you wouldn't see this type of like the home run production that we saw in like the early 2000s right. ever again. Right. Um, but obviously, I mean, and last year I think it was the third most in MLB history. So obviously it's trending upward. Um, and yeah, you hit the stand just hit his 56 today. Yeah. I mean, it's good for the game. It's entertaining. People, this is what people want to see. Mm-hmm. I mean, as, as much fun as, you know, uh, a pitching duel can be and true baseball fans can Small appreciate that a little more, but stealing a base. yeah, people want to see guys hitting 450 foot bombs mm-hmm. and that's what we're getting. So I think it's good. Um, Twinkies talk twins are currently still hanging on that second wild card spot. Yep. Despite getting swept by the Yankees in the last uh, three games, uh, including an embarrassing, I think it was eleven to three showing this afternoon. Yeah, I, <sighs> they are currently well. They're currently a game and a half up. I think it's a game now after the loss. Today. Oh, after, uh, after LA, the loss, LA's right. playing tonight. They're, they're playing they're Cleveland, playing Cleveland right now, which, which is, is helpful. I mean, yeah, great. Um, and so, I think it's seven of the last ten games are on the road for the Twins. Yeah, we got three at Cleveland, and then we got the rest against Detroit, who's not very good. No. They'll, they'll be playing spoiler, especially against a division team. Right. But I, I don't know what it is, but you know, I thought we were finally past this. I guess I don't know when that would have changed, but anytime the Twins are playing in Yankee Stadium, I don't care what month of the year it is, if it's opening series of the year i don't feel good about that yeah no i we just cannot beat the yankees as it is and it especially never makes sense because like when this started and like when i have my like most clear memories of the yankees and the twins was mid 2000s to like 2010 yeah and it, it no one on the team is the same except for mauer right I and so it makes no thing. sense and the yankees are a completely different team too yeah so it makes no sense why that should be a thing, but it, it certainly is. It's so weird. Like, there's just some mental – I don't know what it is it's, in the air. Something in the clubhouse that they – Small market, big number. market. Yeah, it's it's brutal. But, and I mean, the scary thing is right now if, if we're getting in the playoffs, we're probably, probably playing the Yankees. But they're chasing yeah. Boston. I think they're two games Would you behind. rather see Boston or New York? Oh, I want Boston. I would see Anything Boston. But I just Yankees don't want to see the Yankees. That's any, – yeah, anybody but the Yankees. Unfortunately, I don't want to see the Yankees. Um, the other thing, too, is I, I was um, this weekend was I mean, the twins, they looked like they were in a pretty good spot. And there were some statistics that came out. There's something that was like a 75 percent chance or whatever that the twins like, get the wild card spot. And like an idiot, I trusted some numbers and was sort of like started to actually allow myself to be like, That's we might actually we might have a playoff baseball game right you know like we might be we might be looking at some some like win a game and all of a sudden we got a series um now i don't know it's it's certainly going to be a tight race and they're going to have to win i would say probably at least um what do you think like seven of the last ten that'd be i think they can do it in less but obviously that's going to be good but i think if they at least win they gotta go above at least you gotta win a game in cleveland this weekend and then i don't know of the the last six against Detroit, or maybe they're in Detroit this weekend. I don't know. Got to win four of those six or so. Yeah, I don't know. Definitely got to take care. It's of scary. I'm scared right now. They're sliding, and it's just there's two weeks left. But all right, well, we'll get into some more baseball talk with our interview with uh, yeah. Jack Werner, um, and we'll send it on over to him right now. Actually, all right, we'd now like to welcome on Jack Werner to the podcast. Jack is a, a contributor for Model Two Eighty Four. Does a lot of the baseball metrics. Jack, how you doing today? I'm doing pretty well. Good to be on the podcast. Welcome. 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 Yeah, right. Do you want to just give the listeners just a quick background, how you got into the modeling, maybe specifically to Model 284, like your interest with baseball, stuff like that? 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, so as a kid, you know, growing up, I always liked math, like numbers, that sort of thing. And I was thinking, like, how can I use these powers for good? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and then... You can't. No, I that, can't. That was the trick, is that <laughs> right. you can never use math for good, but you can try. Exactly. And then, you know, I thought baseball is just more fun. You know, who needs good yeah. when you can have sports? Exactly. There you go. So that's what I did. Um, you know, I did some projects in college. That's where I met, you know, Mark and then and then Sam as well. We did some projects for some classes and, uh, you know, post-graduation. Uh, Mark asked if I wanted to be involved in Model 24 and the rest is history. Did he do it on one knee, or uh, how did he do it? Yeah, you know, I had a nice little ring. I don't have it. Family on there, no? Yeah, yeah. there is. You get it on on video. Got it on video. Yeah, went FBL with it. You know, <laughs> that's good. Got yeah, got to clarify that for the for the friends on Facebook. Yeah, good, nice. good, awesome. Good. Well, um, so we taking a look a few of the uh, metrics and I guess models you've created on uh, model 284, which you guys can check out at model 284.com. Uh, we got the, the playoff run coming here for, for baseball. So a good time to check out his content. Um, tell us about the pitcher similarity scores that the metric you've created and I guess how you can use that, um, even for an average fan or how an MLB team could potentially use that, uh, to their advantage. Yeah, absolutely. So that's the most recent project that I've worked on. Um, and, and the idea of it was we wanted some way to be able to compare different pitchers. And it specifically looks at the stuff pitchers have. So the different pitches they throw, how often they throw each pitch, um, and then whether those pitches are similar, you know, if they break similarly and are thrown at similar speeds. So the idea was to take all of that information and try to combine it into one number that can tell how similar or not similar uh, pitchers are. And, you know, that, that could be useful especially as we're coming into, you know, playoff season and, you know, maybe the Twins could be in a wild card game where, you know, they're facing up against, you know, one particular ace pitcher. You want to check out who that pitcher is similar to, get a feel for right. know, what type of stuff they might throw and, and what it might look like to watch them in, in the game. Yeah, cool. I think it could definitely, um, I mean, it could be really applicable in interleague play and mm-hmm. even obviously the World Series because you're looking at pitchers that you haven't seen a whole lot. Uh, and if you have a metric that can compare them to potentially other pitchers that you've seen in your division or just within your, um, you know, AL or NL, uh, it'd be pretty cool. So if you plug in any Twins pitchers, is it just a guarantee that the other comparisons are Twins pitchers? You know, just ground ball, pitch to contact <laughs> pitchers. Yeah, it's exactly. all about the same. Just right? getting strikes and yeah. <laughs> getting batted around the park. Um, you know. Every once in a while, something like that will pop up. It's, you know, no guarantee. But, for example, one one comparison that stumped me a little bit, um, if you plug in Jose Barrios mm-hmm. into the into the tool, um, you know, up-and-coming pitcher, still trying to figure out who he's going to be. Um, the second name on the list, believe it or not, is Kyle Gibson. Mm. I'm not sure that's, that's good news for <laughs> that's great. Twins fans. Yeah, exactly um, what we want. So, you know, if you want some good news, you know, also you see names like Steven Strasburg or um, you know, Corey Kluber are on that list as well. All right. Feeling um, a little better. That, that's the fact that Kyle Gibson slips his way into that category yeah, is absurd. In What's he, how is he yes. in that? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. You know, they have, it turns out their pitch arsenals are actually very similar. You know, they just, they one have, does it better. <laughs> right. Yeah. It could be, you know, execution and, um, and stuff like that. Um, yeah. So that's actually a question. So is execution factored in or is it just movement? Specifically, movement and pitch arsenal. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, so execution is not directly factored in. So you know the 
this score really takes into account kind of the raw tools you mm-hmm. have, um, but how you use it, how you mix up your pitches to try to trick hitters, you know, that's that's more up to you and that's not captured as much. Does it also factor in things like like for people like me with, with dumber brains and when you see like a couple of years ago when the twins signed Urban Santana, you thought, Oh, Johan Santana. That he was good for the twins. Yeah. Maybe that's the same thing? Yeah. Does so that <laughs> get factored into your metrics at all? You know, so far we haven't incorporated like name similarity. Okay. Although for generation two, you know, mm-hmm. I think that's a good road to go. Yeah, down. we should yeah, definitely think uh, about. try to incorporate that. Something to think like about. It. So we were talking uh, earlier about the home run surge this year uh, with the record in uh, um, Major League history for most home runs in the season being broken last night. And uh, Evan brought some stuff up about uh, different types of uh, players maybe now and like what, what teams are looking for and the types of players that um, that they're, they're scouting and bringing up through their farm system. Uh, do you think that there's anything there in that or, or what would your um, explanation be for this, this power surge? Um, you know, there, I think there are probably multiple things at play to explain the surge, but I, I do think, um, you know, whether it's bringing up a different type of player or players kind of shaping their game a little differently, that there's something going on there. I think uh, recently there's been a lot more data about, you know, how the angle a ball leaves your bat affects where the ball goes and, you know, the, the chance that a ball will be a home run. And um, I think some people, some players are taking that information and, you know, just trying to hit fly balls and trying to get them out of the park. And so you see you see guys maybe who you wouldn't expect to have a bunch of home runs, you know, start hitting some bombs. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, or you'll see players who basically their whole value just comes from hitting home runs. Actually, um, Sam Miller at ESPN wrote a pretty interesting article recently, and he, he called out um, Rugnet Odor from the mm-hmm. yeah the Rangers, who one of the one of the best names in, <laughs> in sports too. I know, you know, eighty grade name for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so he's hitting two hundred nine just above the Mendoza line. Um, on base percentage is just like 250, you know, so three quarters of the time he's making outs, and yet he almost has 30 home runs right. this season, you know. And that type of player, I think, is becoming more and more common. Yeah. Um, and that, I mean, that 30 home runs looks awesome. You think, like, yeah, I'll take a second baseman, it's going to be 30 homers. Yeah. The guy's exactly. not even getting on base a quarter of the time, and it's just, it's weird. I don't know how you value these guys. You so know? Odor mm-hmm. is, uh, Odor equals Ugla. Yeah, basically okay. he's the new Dan Ugla. I like that. Hits a ton of bombs, but Hispanic, strikes out and Hispanic. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, he's yeah, got it. He popped. Uh, he popped uh, Batista, Batista yeah. two years ago too. Right? Yeah. That's right. Yeah, I kind of like where this guy's head's at. Yeah, there's something <laughs> to be said about that. I think yeah. another thing we need to, to factor in here too: the Yankees are they have been a pretty good team the past couple of years. Finally, again, and uh, I mean they basically play on a, a softball field. So if the Yankees are good, they're right, hitting a ton of homers. So that's going to you know shoot the numbers up. But mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, okay, so elephant in the room, twins in the playoff hunt. We're all twins fans here. You're the baseball expert. What's uh, what's the percentage like for them making it into the to that playing game? Well, that's a good question. I mean, I think you probably caught me on a bad day for it just coming yeah. off of that <laughs> yeah, Yankee series. I, you know, I had the radio broadcast on at work and did not have me in a good mood. No. I'll tell you. Um, yeah, I don't know. It seems like they just can't get the job done at Yankee Stadium. But the good news is the rest of the regular season they have they're out of there. So I, um, you know, I think the odds look pretty good. I, you know, I think there's probably a better than fifty fifty chance they end up in the wild card game. But yeah, you know, take the, you take those odds going into the year. 
Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, after. This is a bonus year. Yeah. Sure. So um, another thing you've been working on too at Model 284, and I, I think we can tie this in with the Twins because, I mean, a huge piece of playoff baseball is pitching, obviously. Um, and the, the Twins have always had pretty suspect pitchers. Um, maybe not so much the case this year. But there's another metric that you've got, your pitch mix, mixing metric, um, the pitcher count predictivity viewer. Is that correct? Is that how you – or is it – Yeah, that's right. PCPS? PCPS, yeah. That's, the, that's what baseball needs is more acronyms. Yeah, so PCPS, it's a little <laughs> easier to say. Um, I, just, I think this is really interesting stuff, and I think this could seriously be used by MLB teams, um, even just from an at-bat, like – you know, one, maybe even a pinch hit perspective. Tell us a little more about this um, and what it tells us about pitchers. Yeah, so this this can kind of build off the similarity to score type thinking um, that I was talking about yeah. a little bit earlier. So pitchers start with, you know, they have a certain arsenal of pitches, things they can throw. Um, so, you know, like a fastball change of curveball or something like that. Um, but once you start with those pitches, there's also a question of, how those pitches get used and, you know, when they throw those pitches. And um, so that's what this score tries to capture. Um, You know, so certain pitchers, they might throw their pitches, you know, the same amounts no matter what the count is. They'll throw a certain amount of, you know, curveballs, a certain amount of fastballs and that. Um, And there are other pitchers maybe that that don't mix their pitches as well. And, you know, for example, if they're ahead in the count, you know, if it's 0-2, they're going to hit you with a curveball every time. Or something like that. And so in that sense, they're a little bit more predictable. Right. Um, so what this score does is try to call out those pitchers, you know, maybe that have more distinct patterns in when they throw their pitches. Um, and then if you see a pitcher that has more distinct patterns, and you can dig into the data a little bit and see, you know, what are those patterns and are there ways that teams can, you know, try to pick up on some of those. Right. Yeah, I think this is really cool. And I think what's cool about it, too, is, and you uncovered that, and you guys can check this article out um, on the website, too. Uh, but it, so a lower mix, a lower score means lower productivity. So based on the count, you don't necessarily know what's coming. Um, but you see pitchers that have, I mean, you see really good like names like Clayton Kershaw. He's got a really high score, so, I mean, he might be predictable in that sense. You still can't but touch him. You still can't touch him. But then you've got guys like, I think, Johnny Cueto is your other example, who's got the lowest score. So you literally have no idea what's coming on a 3-0 count. And I, I think it's pretty cool that you can see pitchers on both sides of that that like you know are good pitchers. And it's not necessarily that the best pitchers maybe have all have lower scores. Um so that's yeah i think it's a really cool metric and yeah that was interesting to me going into the project too because i i had kind of figured that you know maybe pitchers that mix a little better tend to see a little bit more success right like you said that's not always the case and right i suppose if you have electric stuff maybe you can get away being a little more predictable like you can know the fastball is coming but when chapman throws it 104 like what are you gonna do yeah (laughs) exactly as we've seen the past couple days oh my gosh he's how can anyone hit that? I wonder. That's, That's insanity. Insane. It doesn't make sense in my no. brain. It I honestly doesn't. Like I was thinking about that. I think it was two nights ago when he hit 104 on the last pitch of the game. I forget who he struck out. Um, but I I literally thought like, all right, so you have to be playing. Let's say you're planning for one like 100 miles per hour out of Chapman, just like standard. Like he's probably coming at me with 100, and that you have to start your swing 
so early <laughs> and if it happens to be like a little higher like how do you even react to that right uh, yeah well, and then if it happens to be 104 that's another touch faster that you have to react to where you have to basically be judging whether or not you're going to swing like like three feet from where he left <laughs> like where his hand like the ball left his hand it's an absolute guessing game and then he'll throw you a slider at like still like probably 90 it's like 93 yeah. an hour it's yeah, just like well, okay what am i yeah. supposed to do yeah what do you do with that yeah so pretty scary. I don't know. Um, like we said too, I think if the Twins get in next week, we'll probably or a couple weeks here, probably gonna be seeing Chapman and the Yankees again. Jeez, um, I hope not. Really if we see the Yankees, that. I hope we don't see Chapman. Yeah, it's a blowout after seven. You're not coming in. Yeah. Uh, all right, Jack. So what else do you got in the works? You have anything coming up for uh, Model Two Eighty Four you'd like to plug? Well, you know, you can keep an eye out. I've been and playing around with some sort of a. Um, you know, a, a prediction model for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So I might be dropping that on model 284 once the, once Ooh, that rolls yeah. around. So, you know, keep an eye out for that. Um, any, uh, the main one. any early peaks you can give us teams, teams, the models liking or still fine tuning, still tweaking, still fine tuning. Okay. I'll, okay. I'll, I'll let you know when that arises. All right. Well, I'll be, I'll be excited to see that. Absolutely. You got anything else? Um, no, but, uh, uh, again thanks for coming on thanks for Absolutely. talking twins talking baseball um everybody go check it out on on our site uh pitcher similarity score uh and pcps the the nice thing is guys like fred and i can understand it because yeah there's pictures. got some pictures yeah that's and huge nice, honestly uh, that's huge if you throw pictures in a color coordination scheme in there i am like like 200 percent more likely to understand what you're talking about yeah that's right pick that up in kindergarten you know all the yeah. picture books exactly yeah, that's and, uh, yeah. where most of my math washed itself too. <laughs> uh but we'll definitely have to have jack on uh for a playoff preview um once he gets that model up and running yeah, and we have sure. a little more to go off there but and we'll be talking twins and we'll be talking twins well into the playoffs yeah, well into yeah, october yeah Sounds crazy. all right thanks yeah, jack thanks, thanks for coming on guys I'd like to thank Jack for that interview. As always, go check out the uh, the guys' work at Model 284. Um, we just saw Week 3's uh, predictions against Vegas uh, was posted today, so check that out before you make any rash decisions out there. Um, we'd also like to, to say uh, make sure you're subscribing to Hammer the Over and leaving reviews. That'd be very helpful for us. And always open to suggestions via Twitter. Yeah, reviews, good or bad. Yeah, reviews, good or bad. All the reviews. If you want us to completely change what we're doing, we'll think about it. And then we probably will probably probably won't probably won't do it but but we might we'll talk about it and uh yeah uh if you have unwritten rules you want us to discuss um if you want to get on me about my man versus model picks even though currently i'm stuffing those nerds in their locker um feel free so uh right now we're gonna we don't have tom this week we'll we'll get him back next week for sure um but we're gonna do just a quick vikings talk after that uh, week two loss to Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh, um, where's your head at? You know, I, I think it could have been a lot worse for sure. Um, Pittsburgh at home, that's a tough matchup no matter what, whether you got Bradford in there or not. I think, you know, when we find out Bradford's out and Keenum's coming in, mm-hmm. you kind of chalk it up as a loss. Everyone, everyone in their brain had that as a loss as soon as you knew Bradford was out. Everyone in their heart still thought, well, maybe he can put together one game. Let's see what we got here. It's essentially like when Joe Webb played in Green Bay in that oh. playoff game. And you were <laughs> like, you knew in your brain that it was, there was no way, but in your heart, because you have to still watch the game. Yeah. You, you got to be like, well, maybe Joe Webb, maybe he can do it. Yeah. Let's give him, let's give him a chance. Let's yeah. see what he's got. I think he could maybe do it. Yeah. And I mean, 
obviously it was a lot of punting early in the game. Mm-hmm. Had a couple promising drives. Um, I mean, he threw the ball well, but he was pressured quite a bit. Yeah, line didn't hold up as well as it did week one. No, but he, I mean, he wasn't stepping up much either. He no. wasn't moving around, but I mean, his arm looked all right. So if I think if the line's there, I don't know. But yeah. I hope we're not dealing with that again this week. And the issue right now is that, uh, is that nobody really knows what Bradford's status is. There's reports that it's a bone bruise and that those are just reports has not been confirmed by Bradford, the team. And then there's also reports on that report that I've been reading that bone bruise, although it sounds not that bad, it's, I guess, terrible. Great. So, and like a, like a multiple week situation. Yeah. I don't know. We're not going to know anything till Sunday, but I think, and Zimmer's not going to tell us anything, obviously, but it's, I think it's going to be a week-to-week thing, which which sucks. Yeah. So, I, I actually, there's one thing I, I, I um, well, I'll scratch that thought, and I'll just ask you this. If, let's say, Sam can't get um, back to healthy, this is a lingering situation, maybe there's a slight tear somewhere, maybe, you know, the bone bruise takes forever to heal, maybe he's just, like, not comfortable. Do you see Teddy this year then? Because he's available week six. Right. Um, I mean, I would like to think we see Teddy if if Bradford's out indefinitely and not not back by then. I mean, I I think if Brad or sorry if if Teddy's healthy and is he comfortable though? That's right. the thing. Is it I fair mean, to Teddy to put him in like let's say after week six we're three and three and still in a playoff position and but in need. Clearly, Keenum's not working out and in need of a quarterback, and Bradford's, for whatever reason, not an option. Is it fair to put Teddy in that position after a year and a half off, after suffering like a horrific, probably mentally scarring knee injury? I think it is, and I think he wants that too. He's going to want it. He wants to be the vice quarterback. There's no doubt in my mind. I mean, he's, of course, he probably wants Bradford healthy, but he's probably salivating over this Mm -hmm. right now. The the idea of him potential. Yeah, the door just potentially reopen for him so i i think it's very fair i think he should be ready for it he's obviously gonna be practicing with the team assuming he's healthy and ready to go i'd like to see him there if if that's what we're talking in a few weeks hopefully i mean hopefully i love teddy hopefully we're not talking yeah hopefully bradford plays this weekend his knee is fine it's just some bad swelling like a a bone bruise but not a bad bone bruise whatever the heck that means um, I would also I have a bone to pick with MRIs in general because what what the hell is that where <laughs> it's inconclusive after an MRI? That's the whole point of an MRI is to conclude. That's Tell us it. It's like you, you we don't know what's going on, but we'll get an MRI and we'll figure it out. <laughs> you can't do you, you can't just not know what's going on after right. the MRI. It's like an entire picture of your knee. Yeah, we got to know something. Like, tell us what's going on. Someone figure it out. Take another MRI. Yeah, another one. Throw them back in there. Get rid of the scar tissue. <laughs> take I don't the know. Out. Yeah, take the figure it out. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's uh, that's probably the, the number one. Th- I mean, Vegas doesn't even have lines out yet for that game because um, yeah, just, of what's hinging on it. Um, at the end of the day, if you said one and one after the first two weeks having to go into Pittsburgh week two, you'd probably be all right with it. Yeah, as a Vikings fan. Um, I think. Yeah, huge game against uh, Tampa. Yep. Um, whether or not Sammy Sleeves is in, it's it's a game you, you think you'd like. I mean, you'd obviously like to win, but 
is winnable regardless of whether yeah. or not he's playing, and I think uh, teams should and fans should expect a win. Yep, you got to win at home. Got to win at home, and uh, with that, let's get into uh, some of the some of the picks we like for this week. Um, we last week we went through pretty much all of them. Felt like that was a little bit uh, much to just digest. Yeah. So we're just gonna do. I've got five Sorry, picked guys. out. Uh, Evan's got a couple, and then we'll do our overs of the week. Um, I'm going to start things off um, like an idiot, as I've already mentioned I, I am, and I think I, I condemned anyone who who picks these Thursday night games, but I'm diving right in, and I'm going San Francisco plus two and a half at home against the Rams. Love it. Um, small small home dogs always always fun. Uh, that th- those Thursday night games are an absolute crapshoot, and I don't. I mean, I think. LA got a, a fair amount. I actually think LA is going to be decent this year too. Like throughout the year, I think they'll be something around what five hundred. But uh, <laughs> that's pretty good for the Rams. Um, I think that uh, I mean San Francisco held uh, Seattle close on the road last weekend, yeah. and I think they can keep this LA team in check for the most part. Yeah, I think we're with a chance a to win. Pretty low scoring Thursday night coming. Yeah, away, that's the other thing through to maybe look at that under at the. 39.5 is not a lot of points, but, I mean, if you really see this game, either of these teams putting up more than 20, I don't know. Yeah. Something to look at. Yep. Um, so. Yeah, okay. So I, I I like the Saints at the Panthers this week at 5.5. Mm-hmm. I think this game's going to be a lot closer than that. Um, and I, I think people are kind of discrediting New Orleans. Obviously, they had a tough matchup against the Vikes week one. Um, Patriots at the Patriots, they destroyed them at home yeah i mean wasn't your typical saints offense but um i think drew Brees rebounds and we have a pretty close game here this is uh i don't know whenever i think of saints panthers at least the last couple of years i just think like back-to-back just shootouts yeah you know just trading touchdowns it's which, interesting this year because at least in the first two games the the carolina offense has struggled while their defense has looked good right and vice versa for the saints so it's one of those which which side of the ball wins over yeah um so yeah i, I like that pick certainly don't hate it um one of my my next pick would be cleveland and a pick uh over indy uh, i think i think cleveland is like a pretty significantly better team than indianapolis um indy's rough they're in tough shape they're kind of in in turmoil while cleveland's sort of on the way up i don't want to say like they're they're a hot young team or anything but they 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 have pieces in place i don't think deshaun kaiser plays as poorly as he does did last week with the three picks and the fumble i mean they've got the a solid offensive line for him good protection decent young defense i think um cleveland's a safe one to win this outright against indy yeah it's gonna be yeah it's not worth my time watching that game, but um, that's a coin flip for me. Absolutely. Um, got another one here for you. Yeah, keep it going. I'll just keep it riding here. Um, Broncos minus three over Buffalo in Buffalo. Uh, I, you know that the Bills Mafia is going to be out and rowdy. Just wild. But, I mean, if you, I, I, Broncos are just a solid team. Yeah. Um, Bills struggling on offense. Obviously, only putting up three points last week to Carolina, and I think, I mean, I'm surprised you're hearing a lot about that Carolina defense, but I think the Broncos probably have the superior defense at this point. Oh, 100%. at least in name recognition, 
and you got to think they're going to hold Buffalo like to 10 or less. Yeah, I, I think this is a no-brainer here. Um, I mean, I know it's on the road. Like yeah. you said, the Bills Mafia is going to be mm-hmm. out and rowdy, but uh, yeah, the right. Broncos are, like I said, they're going to win the AFC. So I like them as a, a definitely hitting that. So I'm thinking they're 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 thinking you know that Bills can hold uh, Broncos to uh, to to a low scoring affair and, and Simeon comes down to earth after four touchdowns last week, which yeah. obviously I think that's going to happen to some extent, but I think Broncos win by at least a touchdown. Um, Green Bay at home minus eight and a half over Cincy. Uh, that's to me. I think Green Bay after a tough one Sunday night is going to come out and just put up a billion points on Cincy. <laughs> like I. I think they they might they might take this over by themselves um and since he has proven that they're incapable on offense so far so until they can figure it out and show me like a little bit uh, i'm not gonna be you know wasting money on cincinnati but does cincinnati score their first td this week i would say yes i don't think that the green bay defense can hold a team without a touchdown yeah i think you're right Uh, and then the last one i have is detroit uh, plus three over Atlanta um, at home. Detroit's looked good in their first two. Uh, Atlanta had also two and zero. Looked pretty good on Sunday night against Green Bay, but they always play better at home. Kind of their mo. I think uh, Detroit has a chance to win this one outright. Um, got Matt Stafford, who's looked good, looking like he's living up to that money so far. Yeah. So I'm gonna keep riding those Detroit lines, especially as. Uh, you know slight home dogs yeah this is a tough this is a tough it's a really tough one um but i do think you're right i think the the lions are a little better than we think and i think their mm-hmm. defense is better than people are giving them credit for too i mean i know they played the giants who are just looking terrible right now oh yeah but, they are um, yeah this is this is a tough one this one's gonna be close i think it is i think it's gonna be um a tough game uh but i think Given given a couple points of field goal to Detroit, that's what's. If you gave me a, just a pick, them I'd take Atlanta. But the three points to Detroit at home, I'll take that. Yeah. I'll take those odds. Uh, now we're gonna head on over to the over of the week. Yeah, uh, you want to leave us off? Yeah, let's let's go into it. Well, speaking, speaking of speaking of our Falcons and Lions, um, I'm taking that over this week. Uh, right now, it's sitting at I think. I want to yes, say it's fifty and a half. Fifty and a half right now. Um, so Lions at home against the Falcons. Um, I think this is going to be a slaughter, or not a slaughter necessarily, but it's going to be a shootout for yeah, sure. Yeah, got those two indoor teams playing indoor. Yeah, right where they right where they want to be. Get those get those receivers running. Um, I like that there too. I was actually thinking that myself. Instead, I'm going to hang free over money. in the NFC North. Ooh. Free money. Hammer that over. Hammer. Uh, and I'm going to go Green Bay, Cincinnati, 44 and a half. I said it just a second ago. Yeah. I think Green Bay is going to go off this week, and I think – I don't think since he's got a shot to win this game, but I do think that their their offense and Andy Dalton is better than he's played. And this week against a pretty weak uh, Green Bay defense, yeah, they'll they'll find a way to put you know twenty points on the board. Yeah, Andy starts to ride the ship, score a couple TDs. Um, a Raj goes off. Yeah, first game at Lambeau. I think this first game back home. Now they played the week one against Seattle. Well, never uh, never listen to me anymore. Second game, you have, second game. Second game. Yeah, they're always really good in that second, second game. game home, so. Statistically speaking, not that we're numbers guys. No. Uh, but that's going to do it for us this week. Uh, any last thoughts? <sighs> have a great weekend, boys. And hammer the over. And ladies.
Yeah, and ladies. Got. I gotta hope. Yeah, that yeah. might be a stretch. My mom listens sometimes. Does she? Yeah. Okay. Actually, my mom said she's listened once or twice. I don't know if she listened more than like five, ten minutes. I think she said, you know what? I think I listened to the intro. I think Professor okay. Walzak <laughs> has listened a couple times. All right, so we got a few. So guys we got and gals, a couple guys and couple gals. Um, but yeah, last plug: subscribe. Give us a review. Hammer us on those reviews. Hit hammer, hammer us on the <laughs> reviews. We got the over-under set at a half. So let's get the over. <laughs> let's hit that this week. And uh, also check out Model 284 um, for all of your statistics, sports needs, and for my picks for Model 284 or uh, Manvers Model yeah. and Evan's defenses for fantasy. Yep. Check those out. Um, Step away from the numbers a little bit. Yeah. Don't get lost in the fog. Yeah. All right. Have a great week.